Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. If you're just joining us, we were speaking to Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Uh, the Board of Trade gave the budget a C, uh, but there's lots of stuff in there. Um, there was talk of IVF as well. Uh, we talked about that at um, the, the 4.30 hour. Uh, we had the Business Council of British Columbia on as well. They expressed their concerns in regards to where government finances are going. And we talked a little bit about a fiscal reckoning. There was also a mention uh, in regards to BC Hydro and a rebate uh, potentially uh, for um, everyday folks, uh, taxpayers, and of course, businesses as well. Here's Finance Minister Katrina Conroy talking about the electricity affordability credit. In an expensive world, Budget 2024 takes targeted action to keep more money in your pocket. A new BC electricity affordability credit will save seniors, families, and individuals an average of $100 on their household bills over the next year. And the average small businesses will save around $400 over the year. The credits will appear on bills from March to next day, from April to next March. A uh, hundred bucks uh, back in your pocket for a full year. How about that? <laughs> I find it actually quite amusing. I'm not even sure that would have been offered if uh, uh, Energy Minister Josie Osborne had lost that uh, important document uh, in, in the halls of the legislature and the opposition found it. Well, let's talk to a guy who knows energy and what this all means. His name is Barry Penner, of course. He's the chair for the Energy Futures Initiative. Barry, welcome. Hey, thanks, Jess. Uh, walk me through this. What do you think about this credit? Well, I certainly understand the political desire uh, to provide short-term financial relief to ratepayers across BC with this uh, $100 credit for individuals on power bills. But uh, if you dig a deeper into the budget documents, you can see that greater financial pain might well be on the way for Why is BC that? Hydro ratepayers. Why is that? Uh, the uh, service plan that BC Hydro released in the, along with the budget today showed that they went f- from expecting a surplus in operating revenue of $709 million last year to a loss of $55 million. That's a swing of $764 million over what they had expected last year. And that's before they do their uh, ins and outs with these deferral accounts that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, a, a series of accounting maneuvers. But mm-hmm. if you just look at the operating costs, they ended up with a very significant financial loss. And that's because BC Hydro had to import one-fifth or about 20% of all of the electricity required here in BC to keep our lights on. That was a record amount of imports. And when you look at what they're expecting for this year, the, the coming year, they say that they're anticipating uh, water inflows into the reservoirs to be 100% of normal. Well, if they aren't, well, then we're going to have another year of having to import large amounts of electricity. And I'm a little surprised they're expecting 100% of normal because uh, for this year, because just two weeks ago, we heard that the latest snowpack survey across the province revealed that, in fact, we're about 40% below where we should be for this time of year. And that's twice as bad as things looked at this time last year. Last year, they were about 20% below average. This year, snowpacks were 40% below average. And we know what happened last year, BC Hydro had to import record amounts of electricity. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm concerned that unless we got a, a real deluge and soon with lots of mountain snow, we're going to be importing more electricity. And ultimately those costs will have to be reflected in the hydro bills that get sent to customers in the future. So the I haven't even mentioned mm-hmm. I haven't even mentioned the impact on rates that will come once the $16 billion Site C dam has to start being paid for. And that'll probably start kicking in next year. So, and that, and we don't have a final number for that yet. Is it sixteen billion? I think the last number that was public. Correct me if I'm wrong. Here. Yeah, they're still holding to that number. That's in the service plan again that they just looked at in the BC Hydro service plan for this coming year. They're still holding to sixteen billion as their estimate. Um, but anyway, you slice it. We haven't started paying for that. That's been sheltered off in one of these. What I'm, I've just mentioned these accounting or deferral accounts. Yes, it's been kind of shielded over there. Well, once you start generating electricity, and BC Hydro's plan is for that to start happening the end of this year in December, mm-hmm. uh, I believe then the uh, cost of that debt, that $16 billion of borrowed money, has to start being paid for through the rate base. And so you can expect uh, upward pressure in rates uh, sometime starting maybe as early as next year. So the $100 you receive as an individual moving forward is going to cover that or for, for an individual or for businesses, the 400 that they're going to receive? Well, I guess you can do the math. Uh, <laughs> I think that $100 will be gone pretty quickly. Um, so how and, do we- and, and again, they're, they're asking the corporation to do this in a year when they just reported a $55 million operating loss. Uh, so moving forward, how do you budget? Uh, in regards to just not only for the for, for BC Hydro, but in regards to how do you keep deal with these costs when it comes to your for, 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 for rate pairs like individuals or for businesses? And we haven't even yet talked about potentially one day some of that energy being used for, for the LNG industry or, or mining. Yes, there is. Uh, you know, we're not awash in electricity. Uh, many British Columbians have come to think that we are. Uh, but the, the truth is we're running up against constraints. I think I heard you mention uh, when you're talking to Rick McCandless yesterday um, about financial impacts to BC Hydro. You had mentioned that BC Hydro is not supplying electricity right now to uh, cryptocurrency miners. Yes. Uh, There was a recent court case where the company that was denied connection to BC Hydro and, and access to a couple hundred megawatts of electricity was told no. They went to court and the judge said, "Okay, we're we're going to support BC Hydro saying not now. Uh, and pointed to the fact that government says they're going to come up with a framework to help allocate our limited supply of electricity to new requests, to to industrial requests. Um, We haven't seen that framework yet, Uh, but I think we're going to need one to try and decide who gets electricity in the future because we don't have enough to do everything that the government is calling for, such as in in less than six years from now, 90% of all vehicles sold are supposed to be electric vehicles, according to the Clean BC plan. Uh, that's going to require additional amounts of electricity. Yeah. And as noted, the government, uh, BC Hydro is already saying no to some people wanting electricity because we just don't have enough to go around. Yeah, that's that's it's interesting. Site C is supposed to power 450,000 homes. It sounds great when uh, in a press release, but okay, does that mean it doesn't power 
any industry that's going to ask for a power. You can't have both. And you're right. You brought up the issue in the crypto folks as well. I'm sure for most British Columbians, it's better focus on uh, powering businesses that create local jobs. And crypto probably isn't going to create a lot of jobs compared to a mine, uh, uh, compared to an LNG facility. So the priorities uh, are going to be in different places. And then you add to that, like you said, uh, we, they want us all in EVs by 2035. And I think you need two or three sites just to deal with all the power that's supposed to be needed for, for EVs. So there's a lot of challenges ahead. And uh, whatever rate increase there is, it's going to be more than $100 that we're getting back for, from this budget, that's for sure. Barry, as always, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to chatting with you soon. You bet. You're welcome.